And boom, we are back with week four of actual week four. Actual week four. <laughs> we said week four like week four part two. Yeah, a few times last week, so I apologize about that. Yeah, we are back for week four, fourth week in a row. When the Finns are winning, Not it all canceled. just feels like one giant week. So that's true. It's all party all time. Yeah, there you go. Uh yeah. So we're back, and uh, Marcus is three and zero in our picks. Um, and I'd like to put it on the record so it's in recording that before we started the podcast, <laughs> we were doing this pick 'em, and I was winning. You were four and zero. I was four and zero. That's why I wasn't sweating it at all. I'm and, a second half team. Yeah, and now that we started the show, I am zero and three. Marcus won. I, it, it it seemed like more than uh, what he did, but he won uh, ten correct picks to my eight correct picks. And uh, yeah, we can, all three weeks have been ten. That's all I gotta do is ten solid picks is all yeah, I need. That, that, it's literally you've gotten ten correct every single week so far. So you've gotten thirty correct picks in the we'll, last. We'll see what happens when the buys drop out because yeah. those are usually the tougher games because it's like two tank bowl teams versus one another. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think and then the usually your divisional matchups too are at the end of the year as well. Yeah. So last game of the season, me. they were talking about the is going to be the Jets and Patriots again and. There was potential. If the Jets would have won on Monday, then that could have been a tank bowl. Because if the Jets would have squeaked out another win and the Patriots didn't win the rest of the season, and they both would have gone into that game two and they'd be two and the thirteen at the time going into the last week, and the loser gets Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. There's so many fucking teams out there. Yeah, like giving the Jets a chance to win. Miami, not one of those teams. We let them score a bagel out there. Yeah, Jets legitimately. I uh, had a very good chance of winning on Monday, and they 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 just didn't want to win the game. I think it's just what it comes down to. Joe Flacco uh, doing the one game a, a season where he looks really good, and now he'll go and get a contract next year that's not for the Jets. Yeah, and uh, like the Bears, Bears are gonna pay him, and uh, we'll we'll start full circle with the Joe Joe Flacco contract. Yeah, thirty mil guaranteed. Yep. You know, or or like a two year. Got to respect Two the hustle. Two year, 52 mil or something like that. Got to respect the hustle. Yeah, good for him. Uh, so rounding out scores from last week's games, we'll start with Thursday night. Uh, Green Bay won 34 to San Francisco 17. Yeah. Uh, Betrayed your Packers it, on it's that one. Pretty, uh, it's pretty easy to beat a JV squad, so I'm not going to hold my... You know, I'm happy that the Packers won. It was nice to be able to watch that. I actually listened to a little bit on the, ra- on the radio because I was driving, but... Um, it was nice to just see all facets, all facets of the game playing well. I hate the way the Packers defense operates. They they those seventeen points. They were I think they only had given up three or six going into the fourth quarter, and then that entire fourth quarter they play probably the softest prevent defense you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, but at that point, do you it, even do you need to play? Right, but it's just it's just super annoying to me because to me it's like okay, that's the time where you get the young guys out there. Get the guys who primarily play special teams or something like that, and tell them that they're playing for a chance to maybe actually play on a real side of the ball instead of on special teams. Like, give them something to play for, have them get out there and play intensely, and it just never happens with the Packers, and it's always frustrating because then teams like uh, depleted San Francisco get just dumb garbage time points, and it just bothers me. Like, play hard the entire. Still cover game. the spread. It's all that matters. It's true. Yeah, it, it did cover the spread, so we'll. You know, maybe, maybe there was somebody on the, the Packers defense who had money on the game or something like that. 
Uh, Denver, uh, moving on to the Sunday games, Denver 27, Atlanta 34. We both had Denver in this game, and Atlanta came out and decided to win. This was at yeah. Denver, too, I believe. I believe so as well. Um, Denver just, Drew Locke's playing pretty good football, uh, mm-hmm. but just they couldn't get any running going, really. Yeah. I mean, when you're kind of down, you can't run the football. But I still think that's still an option you can have. Because if you're just going nothing but pass, 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 you know, the defense doesn't have to worry about stacking the mocks anymore. Right. So that kind of played against him. Drew Locke still played real good. I think he does have a future with that team. Um, they're Probably they have a losing season this year, so they'll, they'll dogpile on him. Yeah, a little bit. And Elway is just probably like the worst GM. Who's who's a worst GM to play for as a quarterback, the Cowboys or the Broncos? Broncos. Yeah, because the minute you aren't exact, if you're not exactly what John, if you're not basically Peyton Manning, John Elway doesn't want you there, and God, you're gone after. It's hard season. because Jerry is pretty decent with his quarterbacks. I can't really hold that against him. Um, because yeah. you went what right from Bledsoe to Romo, sure to Dak, yeah, and it was all like kind of like easy transitions between the one to the other, sure think that as twice i think blood still has lost yeah because he lost it to uh brady as well that must hurt that must suck he's always a bridesmaid exactly uh seattle 34 buffalo 44 buffalo played very well Uh, um those 34 points that came from seattle that doesn't reflect how good the buffalo defense played against no they were playing phenomenal they i think they picked uh russell I think gave up a couple turnovers, yep. a fumble, and an inter- two interceptions. I'd have to look at the stats yeah, again. Yeah, have to get the exact stats, but yeah, it was a seven. It was a great, great game played by Buffalo. Russell, um, who did a real good job protecting the ball to start yeah. off the air, is kind of yeah. I think fell flat. Well, and it was one of those games where um, where it just shows how bad the Seattle defense really is, and it's it's a similar in- issue that. As a Packer fan, I've witnessed year in and year out where there's going to be games where the offense just, you know, has a couple of miscues, something like that, and they can't really get the ball rolling, so they're going to rely on the defense to make a couple of key stops until they can get some legs underneath them, and the Seattle defense just wasn't going to be able to do that for them, and uh, Buffalo very handily won that game, I think. why Seattle's defense is so, or just mediocre yeah i'm not sure what's going on there they got some pretty decent they have jamal adams yeah uh you still have bobby wagner yep and you just got dunlap i don't think he played i don't think he played this last week though which he's like a situational guy they're gonna put him in because of his age but yep i just it's one of those things is i just can't really understand why it's just lack of corners yeah makes me really excited for the um afc east race though with between buffalo and miami that's gonna be pretty Pretty intense. The division belongs to Miami. Buffalo just needs to take time to figure it out. Because you see, you're not going to be playing against a uh, scrub squad and with Miami's defense. Oh no, that's going to be a that, that's going to be a hard fought football game, very physical game, I would think. Um, Chicago 17, Tennessee 24. Chicago just doesn't have an offense. They can't seem to figure it out. I think didn't Matt Nagy just say he's going to give up some of the after this game? He said he was going to give up some of the play calling. Yeah, options. Know. The dude, the dude just can't call offense. He's no. a, kind of a garbage head coach. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's one of those everyone keeps arguing whether they should start Mitch Trubisky again. Well, he's got legs to extend plays, and I was like, then why, why, why didn't he show up before? 
Where's all this right. legs to extend plays before? Right. What what is because if he had it, why isn't he try, trying to show like Aaron Rodgers type plays out there, rolling out and looking to pass? Yeah, he he's just not. He doesn't have all of the tools that a Nagy offense needs him to have. Um, and uh, well, they have no tools on offense in and general, they, and they have they just have nothing around him to help. Nobody, no offensive weapons want to go to Chicago because they know what it's about there, and then. They just can't seem to draft a good player, and if they do, they leave after a few seasons. Uh, Baltimore 24, Indianapolis 10. Uh, Lamar looking pretty good, although I did see he came out either yesterday or today and said that it seems like defenses know exactly what plays they're going to run, and that's part of the reason why their offense hasn't been what it was last year is because defenses are just straight up calling what they're going to do. It's like, well, yeah, that's what happens when you're pretty much a one-tool offense. They saw the RPO. Yeah. People like it's just one of those things is you can run offenses red hot and it'll work good for you. But it was that's why I didn't understand why everybody, and you know the draft. I figured last year and then probably this year they're going to try and maybe pull back off it. But everyone wants that real lightning fast quarterback because they wanted to be just like Lamar Jackson. Right. And I was like, why? There's only one Lamar Jackson. And then once people figure out the RPO, because yep. believe it or not, these coaches and these defenses also get paid too. Right. And now they, they have a year of film of what that offense is all about. And then they added a couple of tools to the offense, but it was only tools to continue doing exactly what they were doing a year before. So but I, Baltimore did uh, pull that one off. Indianapolis, there's talk that they want to bench Rivers, or at least fans for, wanted to bench Rivers. For Jacoby? I believe he's there. I would I would be all for it. I thought yeah. they should have went with Jacoby anyways. I thought he was playing a great game yeah, or a great season last year, and I think yep. he got dogged out because you, your team was trash. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck quit out of nowhere. And so you'd be like, here you go, out of the frying pan into the fire. Yep. Once again, it's a situation of we're put you we're, you have no, like, we're setting you up for failure. Oh, you didn't succeed? Well, you're out of here, and we're going to pick up this old rental. Yeah, like literally they could not have expected more than a year out of Rivers anyways. He's just he's been banged up too often. He just he was there was a reason that the Chargers let him go. And they have a potential to still make a playoff spot. I I think but they, I think they yeah. still had the same potential with Jacoby Brisket. I think I think so too because they have they have a they have a fantastic offensive line. Their defense is pretty good as well. And when you have a good offensive line, that means that any of your running backs are going to be good. So I, I think that they, they definitely have the tools that they need, and I don't think that they needed to go out and get Rivers. Um, yeah, I, I think they do, they do make the playoffs. Um, that's Tennessee's division, but they definitely have a – they can have their eyes on one of the probably now, what, three, four wild card spots that are going to be available. If, if games do, if get – If they do expand the season. They the say playoffs. if the games get canceled. Yep. Then they'll start. Then they'll add in that fourth spot. If I, but if how the way it's looking like it's rolling, I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that once we roll through the rest of the games here. Uh, Carolina thirty-one, Kansas City thirty-three. Uh, Kansas City uh, held on. They still played a pretty good game, but Carolina came to play, and uh, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater almost got his nickname almost, back. He almost. almost got it back. It was so close. He had so far away. Uh, no, Teddy, they they played a phenomenal game. It just shows how great Christian McCaffrey is for that team. Yep. Um, it's you know he's just a versatile weapon. He's great. Yeah. He's the reason why I think almost everyone, if you had a number one spot in the draft in the fantasy draft, took him. Oh yeah, for sure. 
uh, me at number three for my fantasy draft. I took Derrick Henry. Paid off very well. That's because I complimented that next good. round with James Conner. And that's go. been a pretty good year for me. There you go. Uh, Detroit 20, Minnesota 34. Dalvin Cook s- is absolutely ridiculous. Big, a, a big surprise on that one. Do you think with Detroit looking at what Minnesota can do? Yeah. You know, either, obviously they're pretty much just going to run with Dalvin Cook and then yeah. have uh, primetime Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Come in and just throw the ball a few times. Yeah, um, it was it's it's crazy. Uh, two straight games of two hundred plus yards from scrimmage. Uh, he's leading the league and and I'm gonna talk a little bit more about Delvin Cook a little bit later. Um, but yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, I know and Detroit's defense. It's just what what is going on there that with that terrible defense and then you have Matt Patricia, Patricia is your head coach. Patricia is your head coach and he's the administrator of all these amazing Patriots defense and that just goes to show you how much. Of that defense was Bill Belichick and not Matt Patricia. However, B. Flo was the next one to that, and he's showing yeah. that he's a great head coach. Yeah, and and it could. I don't think Patricia. I don't think is really a player's coach either. And I know that that can be really hard to bring in uh, good personnel, and um, it can show with your play on the field I as well. Work for Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, their head coach Sean. Uh, McDermott. McDermott. I was about to say McDougal for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, McDermott, first thing he came in there, got rid of like all their ping pong tables and foosball tables and stuff and knows the grindstone. Is not a player's coach, but yet they're winning games. Yeah, I, th- I think it depends on the atmosphere, but I don't. The Detroit is definitely one of those places. I think they, they need that player's coach in that atmosphere where Buffalo, it's probably a little bit easier to have the. I never understood why they got the rid grindstone. of. Jim Caldwell. I I was just arguing, I, love I was Jim talking Caldwell. with my dad about this the other day, and I was just like I was like what were they thinking? I'm like they came pretty close to winning the division with him. Yeah, they won like nine games, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and uh, he he was great with Indianapolis, and they basically ran him out of town. There's another one too because Peyton Manning because gets had, hurt. Yeah, because they had one bad season when they plan everything around Peyton Manning. He gets hurt, and oh, who's our backup? I don't even remember the dude's name. I know. I know he had a weird haircut. Kurt Spader. Yes. Ex uh, Wisconsin quarterback. Yeah. Should have known that. He had a weird haircut. I remember that. And get the, was, and they told him, you get the fuck out of here. You only want to yeah. win two games with this guy. Like with yeah. Wisconsin, you're expecting to win games with the Wisconsin quarterbacks. Never right, gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. So they you have Russell Wilson as the anomaly. So instead of being like, okay, Jim, you you did pretty good with Peyton Manning. We're gonna bring in Andrew Luck. He got the rest of the same team around you with him. Let's see what you can do. They kick him to the curb. He goes to Detroit, and Detroit lets him go after, was it only like two seasons or something like that? Yeah, and he did pretty good with Detroit. And I thought he did pretty good. He was probably, as far as winning percentage, he's probably one of the better winning percentages coach in their franchise And I hated it because everyone dogged him because he shows no emotion out there. And I was like, so not everyone has to be Bill Cowher. Right. How much emotion does Bill Belichick show? Yeah, that's my thing is like, it's oh, it's just one of those. Everyone wants to make room for the carousel of coaches that come out of Bill Belichick's coaching right. staff. Yep. Because um, that imaginary Patriot way thing. But Minnesota, Minnesota hanging in there, and they came out um, after the first half of the season. They came out with who has the easiest strength of schedule for uh, teams going into the second half. Packers are thirty-one, by the way. They have a pretty easy schedule going forward. Vikings are 29, so if they can keep winning games and if they do end up expanding, they already have expanded playoffs, they could definitely lock up one of those spots for sure. So uh, keep an eye on them. If they can get hot towards the end, then that's always something that's helped teams in the playoffs. The hot hand in the playoffs can really... uh, That is true. I've also seen Minnesota 
choke yes. the last game of the year yes. against Chicago, where they needed to win that game, and mm-hmm. Chicago had put it in their backups because they already had it locked up. Yep. And they still fucking lost that game. Minnesota does play um, New Orleans and Tampa Bay yet this year, so they they got they don't have like just a bunch of easy games, but that. they are they already played the Packers twice, so they don't have that. And they got Detroit one more time and Chicago, so we'll see what happens. I, I, I think they got to come pretty close to winning out. I've already or, stamped them. Is done. They're, they're already, Marcus has already done out. stamped them. You heard it here. Uh, the New York Football Giants against the Washington Football Team. Uh, the New York Football Giants won twenty three to twenty. We had a we had a chance to have a beautiful moment of like Alex Smith coming in, the guy that you know career should have been done. Yep. God, you know, and that's. It sucks. I don't know if I've talked to you or someone else about it. There are no miracles in the NFL. There are no happy endings. Yeah. And that's what sucks for Alex Smith because I really wanted a happy ending in that game when I was watching it. I was yeah. really pulling for him. Uh, yeah, I hope it sounds like um, this. So, uh, it sounds like Kyle Allen's going to be having some surgery. So I Alex think Smith from th- what I've been reading, <clears throat> he's done for the year. Uh, Alex Smith is probably going to get a couple more chances going forward. Um, and the New York Football Giants, I mean... It's it's the NFC East. They're gonna put one team into the playoffs. And... I, with Alex Smith, I think I know I've been talking about it a couple of times. I think Washington can do it with Alex Smith. He didn't have a very good showing. He had a couple picks at the end there yeah. for him. But I think now that he knows he's the starter, he's getting first team reps. Yeah, I'm thinking he's gonna be able to bring this team from. The I like brink. his I like his connection that he has with uh, Terry McLaren. He's a good wide receiver. They got um, a pretty decent running back right now in Antonio Gibson. Um, so they they got they got a few things working for him, and they have the right coach for the job, uh, Riverboat Ron. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I, they, if there's any division in football that's wide open, it's the NFC East, because I'm, right now the leading team only has three wins. So there's a lot of argument, you know, because Washington early on in the season going for two to try and win the game as opposed to kicking the PAT. No, I, I still agree. I, I always I agree with go by, for two, win the game. One. Yeah, absolutely. Don't play. I hate because like we've talked about it. What was it last week or two weeks ago? The analytics of sports. Yeah, you got to keep that away from football. Football is not an analytical game. Nope. Uh, Houston twenty-seven, Jacksonville twenty-five. Um, I don't have too many comments on this game, but Jacksonville showed that it's not their quarterback is the problem. So they will still probably try and dump Minshew at the end of the year if they are within if, yeah, grasp if of a good yeah, quarterback. If they're going to be able to draft a quarterback. Tank Bowl if, 3, by the way. Yeah, There's a lot of Tank Bowls this week. Yeah, if they're going to find a quarterback in the draft, Minshew's probably going to be gone. Um, hopefully, I think he's definitely got the talent to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, so hopefully he's able to find a team that doesn't want to take a flyer on a kid from the draft and they want to just go with somebody who's actually played a couple of snaps in the NFL. So we'll maybe, see. maybe a Chicago or like I said, you know, I think the like Patriots that, would be willing to throw out a probably a second rounder for someone like Minshew. Right. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, Las Vegas thirty-one, the L.A. Chargers twenty-six. Uh, Vegas, they're a pretty decent team. Um, I, they, they can beat up on the garbage teams and they can yeah. surprise the good teams. They're, they're gonna be. They're gonna probably get into the playoffs. They're a playoff team for and sure. I, don't know what they'll do there then. We'll have to see who they match up against and play. Like I said, they've beaten Kansas City once, so yep. yeah, whether you want to call it a fluke or what. Yeah, Derek Carr is playing at a level that he should be playing at. Their defense is, where, is pretty decent. They have a lot of talent um, on the outside of the ball. Uh, they have a 
great running back. Their offensive line is finally there. Um, Both the running backs in the game looked really yeah, good. So they, they just ran the ball like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, and Derek Carr, I think, is definitely one of those quarterbacks where he he really needs that because um, I think he he's a pretty decent play action passer, and Gruden's offense can uh, complement that pretty well too. Uh, Pittsburgh twenty four, Dallas nineteen. So I was asking you actually before we sat down to start recording, did Pittsburgh play down to Dallas's level or did Dallas play up to Pittsburgh's level here? Uh, it's Pittsburgh got hurt in the game, or Ben Roethlisberger got hurt in the game. That's always going to slow down a bit for Pittsburgh, but Rudolph's got enough experience where he can still come through and win. Sure. Watching uh, that, I what wasn't. About, what about Dallas? There, did they start Cooper Rush? I believe was there. No, they started uh, Gilbert. They started Gilbert. Okay. And he looked solid in the game. Yeah. So let's see if he can, what he can do. But I think it's an uphill battle for you. You got coaching staff that a lot of people are arguing doesn't really care sure odds are mike nolan's gonna lose his job at the end of the year mccarthy's probably safe it takes a bit for jerry jones to fire a head coach unless he got something real nice lined up well i I think mccarthy can definitely just he can go to jerry and he can be like okay Dak got hurt my offense was built around him and this is also covid year where we i didn't have an offseason with these guys whatsoever this is also the guy that forced tom landry to retire though yeah, that's true. Jerry Jones. So it's we'll, one of we'll those see. things. Is We'll see. That dude is the Emperor Palpatine and of football. So. Sad thing about it is Dallas still has a shot at that division, too. He does. That's the thing. You know? That's why I said they can still win the division. It's anybody's gamble right now. Uh, Final afternoon game of Sunday Miami 34, Arizona 31. I'm sure you have a few things to say about this game. That was great by both teams. It was a great game. Yeah. Kyler Murray did everything he could to try and win that game. Yeah. And Zane Gonzalez said, ah, you know, my, I think I pulled a hammy early. Dude missed a 49-yarder, which, I mean, it's for a schlub a like me, yeah. not a chip shot. It's, That's a, but I think, like, if you're missing it, this was in if you're Arizona missing it too, wasn't accuracy-wise, was yeah, it was in Arizona. They played yeah. in a dome. The, the if you're going accuracy-wise, I'd be like, all right, whatever, you just missed it. Dude was short on it, though. Yeah. About two yards short. I was Yikes. Like, Jesus. Oh. But you know what? Not everyone can have sound. Perfect on the year, by the way, Miami's kicker. We'll probably go to the Pro Bowl Tua, if we don't make it to the Super Bowl. Tua is, he's not had to, he hasn't been put under too much stress. He played pretty well. No, he played uh, fantastic in that game. And, uh, the, but the Miami defense is definitely, I, and their, yeah, their defense is going to be awesome. You Tua know, heard like, my holding words. Holding Arizona right now to 31 points, that's pretty impressive because that's a good offense and kyler murray is pretty electric so Tua did everything he needed to he answered the spots you know when we were you know getting behind a little bit came through put a great drive to preston uh williams who is now hurt he's gonna be gone for at least three weeks now he just got put on ir they announced today and uh i'm a little upset that was his favorite target that's gonna suck but miami does have a pretty good carousel of receivers so i'm not too worried yeah, I'm, and, uh, I'm I'm rooting for him. I definitely am. Dan Orlovsky had to uh, <laughs> eat a big old bag of shit, and that was funny to watch on yeah. Monday where he was just being like, the, the Dolphins organization, I'm sorry. I was like, well, wait, last I checked, we didn't ask an apology from a schlub like you. Let's yeah. go run out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, no shit. Um, anything else on the Miami-Arizona game? No, it was fantastic. It was the game of the week. Oh, I, I it was agree. the best game of the week, and it's two playoff teams. 
That's probably close to one of the better games we've had this season. I would, uh, I would argue that for sure. I'm a little up. I'm a little disgusted now that everybody is like, because la- after like last week of everyone saying that oh, Tua played like dog trash, they should have kept Fitz in it. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in football. And now everybody's like, oh, these are two future potential MVP candidates going against each other. I was like, you kiss my ass, you fucking people. If you hate, like, that's why I hate Skip Bayless, but I respect him. Because if Skip Bayless hates someone or loves someone, he will undeniably stick with that. Yeah. He loves the Cowboys and he loves Tom Brady. And he hates everything else. Yeah, and that's pretty the, much. So that's why he, he's got my respect. Yeah. I don't like him, but at least you got my respect for sticking to your guns. Uh, Sunday night game, New Orleans 38, Tampa Bay 3. Goof. I don't, I don't know if it's Tampa Bay anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was... That they, uh, was an ugly showing. That, that to me, ugly showing. prime example of that's why you never, no matter what the situation is, unless it's like last couple minutes in the fourth quarter, give up the run. Yeah, You need that facet of we're going to run to at least even surprise them. Now, I'm not that saying does. it's like third and seven and you run the football you run a draw play you know it's just giving up on a drive but you still need to have that you have decent running backs here you have leonard fournette yep why are you just giving up on the run so easily it was five times they ran the football yeah that's disgusting yeah and yeah they, they kept they kept throwing the ball um the uh, new orleans defense found a way to get pressure on tom brady which this year when teams have gotten pressure on tom brady he has played very poorly um, he, I think he was sacked at least twice, if not three times. And the New Orleans offense uh, with Alvin Kamara uh, and both Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees, if both those guys are playing good, you're going to have a pretty hard time winning. Just because they're, you know, Brees. Now, Dre- well, Brees lit up done. that defense. Yeah, that, that, that defense was pretty now. pretty shocked. And I, I know I've, I've been kind of. Uh, riding their dick here the last couple of weeks, um, especially after they kicked the shit out of the Packers three three weeks ago. But these last couple of weeks since then, uh, teams have really kind of figured out how to scheme and uh, put the Buccaneers into a tough place. They had two close wins uh, the last couple of weeks, and then now here this week they got their asses kicked by New Orleans, and they're like twice they've gotten their ass kicked by New yeah. Orleans. The so first they time in Tom Brady's 19 seasons that he's been swept by a divisional opponent. He's played against the AFC East for the last 20 years. So True, he's but up on that stat. And it, right, but 20 years, like 20 years of that, like that's that's pretty impressive. All right, other than Tom Brady, name me the best quarterback in that division over the last 20 years. Yeah, I'll wait. Mark Sanchez, maybe? Yeah, I was about to say Sanchez is the only one that actually went to a championship game. Yeah. 0-2 there. True. Uh, And then the Monday night game, the New England Patriots 30 against the New York Football Jets 27. Jesus Christ, that was fucking, that was, that was way closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. The Jets had every chance that they wanted to to win that game, and uh, they they really did not want it. Joe Flacco played pretty well, um, vying for that contract. Uh, he'll he'll get a one year fifty two mil for or two year uh, fifty two mil from uh, either the Bears or maybe San Francisco if they do decide to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. What would um, what would you do if they traded Jimmy G back to the Patriots? 
I I would be pretty pissed. Bill Bill is the first person at the airport. Come on home, son. I always wanted you. <laughs> Blame Robert. He wanted you out of here. Blame your stepdad, not me, the real dad. Yeah, I uh, that would have been uh, pretty brutal. Or that that will be pretty brutal when it happens because I I fully believe that it will happen. It's either it's up there. He either wants that mustache or he wants Jimmy G. Yeah, I don't know. I I think. I think the Jimmy G hype train is a little bit over. and He's had some injury issues, so you can't really blame him too much for that. But he hasn't played, like, more than slightly above average. Not that he's had to because he's in a Shanahan offense that is going to utilize running backs, but I guess we'll... It's I the NFC we'll West. They, yeah. Or it's the NFC yeah, West. They West. have arguably some of the worst defenses, I think. Right now, for sure. Well, especially the Niners, because I think they had, like, what, two two starters f- returning this last game? They, Otherwise, everybody else was... It's one of those, because it's still the hangover of, like, when all their defenses were rock solid. And it was So now you're starting to see all the chinks the armor that they have. You know, right. they, there's no longer the Legion of Boom. Uh, the Rams defense, like, behind Aaron Donald, all those vets they had in there. All those vets are gone now. They yeah. don't have Matthews. They ain't got Sue. Yep. So they're starting to hurt there now. You can't have two people lock down an entire defense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's starting to show. However, Arizona's defense, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, still couldn't stop Tua. So, you know, I'm probably not going to get rookie of the year because he didn't play the first half of the season. But, you know, I'm just saying two wins. So I think he's got as many wins right now as he's, I think he's tied up with most of the other rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Burrow's got three now. Burrow's got three. I think that's it, though, because um, Herbert only has two as well. Herbert didn't play his. He didn't play that first game, he though. And he didn't play the first game. Yep. God, uh, that's so bad for you. Yeah. God so uh, that is the games from a week. That was, that was week nine of the NFL, I believe. So we're going into week ten. Season's halfway over, and uh, we'll we'll see what the what this half brings. We'll get into some. We have some power rankings. Uh, I'm going back to the MVP power rankings from the very first episode, and then uh, we'll get into our picks. We'll get Evan on for those, and then we'll end the episode with the debate question of the week. Uh, but for, before we get to all of that, uh, we got some headlines to roll through. Uh, Mike Tomlin and I believe the Steelers themselves were fined for some mask violations. It's uh, it's just dumb. Yeah. Because you already you already test him all the time, so why is and he's out there with the players all the time, and the players right. are interacting with each other. Why does he need to wear a mask? That's why I've been arguing with. Why do the mm-hmm. coaches need to wear masks? If you're just a schlub coming in, like from the recording, right? From like into the Fox or CBS or whatever, mm-hmm. then you should be wearing a mask. But if you're out there with these players all the time, physical contact, close to them all the time, right? What if, if you're going to get it? They're going to make much it. of a difference either. Um, speaking, uh, well, there's a few different headlines here revolving around the COVID violations and that kind of thing. Um, so the NFL never even uh, talked about moving the Green Bay-San Francisco San Francisco game back at all, um, according to Coach Kyle Shanahan. Uh, both teams had some players testing positive for COVID. The Niners actually had to shut down their facility on Wednesday, the day before the game, and they still didn't remotely think about pushing the game back or anything like that. So to me, that's just like, okay, what's this double standard when other teams are getting their – you know, having players test positive and stuff like that. We're getting games pushed back. We're playing games on Tuesday night. We're playing two games on Monday. You know, so what's what's going on there? It seems pretty um, inconsistent. 
It's because uh, they don't have any bye weeks to burn anymore for either yeah, team. Yeah, that's so true. Now they just that, say, that's your own fault. That makes it a little bit more difficult for sure. Um, even Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show was talking about how he really feels like there's some double standards. And people have been kind of pointing him out online all season anyways with the COVID protocol. So, you know, players have... griping about it with the masks all year. Yeah. I don't understand why the coaches need to wear them. Yeah, so with, with the masks, the coaches having to wear them. I think the players have to wear them on the sidelines now too. Um, and the... You know, but after the game, you know, players are shaking hands, dapping up, and all that stuff. But and during the game, you know, your close contact, you know, offensive lineman and defensive lineman, you're breathing right on each other, and the well, you're um, also sweating. Right, yeah. But then you know, you go to the locker room. There's plexiglass in between Age each old. locker. You know, players, you're yeah. doing conference, uh, news conferences or press conferences over Zoom. The virus can't survive on the gridiron. It's been scientifically proven, right? That on that football field, the virus cannot exist. It only exists uh, outside. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have very. I, maybe it didn't get drafted, but I think okay. it can. I maybe think I it gotta can stop reading all those Facebook uh, posts. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta lay off some of those sometimes. Yeah, so yeah, I I definitely agree with Rogers there, and I, it's not just me being a Packers fan; it's just me being a football fan in general because I've noticed it. It's like okay, so all the coaches gotta wear all the masks and whatnot on the sidelines. The players don't; they do now, but then they can still be out there shaking hands and whatnot without any issues like it just doesn't make any sense it's pretty inconsistent and the Raiders because of all of their COVID violations they were fined this week and they lost a draft pick I think they lost a sixth round draft pick for not following through with COVID protocols so would they just give that draft pick to I'm assuming just like the worst team I don't know what they do with that one I think I think I think that round just has I guess they do give sixth round compensatory picks so so, yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see what they do with else. that one. Um, Josh Allen, our condolences to Josh Allen and his family. Josh Allen's grandma passed away this week, but awesome news from the Bills Mafia. They uh, donated a ton of money to the hospital um, in on behalf of both Josh Allen and uh, his grandma. I think it was last time I checked, it was all, close to three hundred thousand dollars. Now has been donated. Um, kind of in the memory of his grandma who passed away at the hospital there. So yeah, you hate the Bills. Well, I hate the Bills because right. I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't hate the Bills Mafia. They're good people. Yeah. They're just drunk people that don't like tables. And you know yeah. what? That's perfectly fine. You know so what? Good for them. That's a good. That's a good show of class yeah. right there. They've always been a good fan base. And Josh Allen, he did find out about uh, his grandma passing away right before the game, and he came out and played amazingly against the Seahawks as well. So awesome for him. Uh. Da, da, da. So Big Ben got hurt this week, but uh, he claims that he's fine. Both his um, knees hurt. Both of his knees were hurt. He's got he's on the COVID protocol for being too close, or for being an at risk contact. He's, from what um, I've heard, is one of his four tests he needs to take for the week have already come up negative. So yeah, I'm yeah, assuming he got he has to test positive all the way through Saturday, and then he can play on Sunday, but he can't practice with the team and stuff like that. I which I mean, it will be fine. If his for Saturday test his... comes up, then he can do the Saturday practice with yes. them. Uh, that, that, um, uh, the owners have approved a 16 game or a 16 team playoff if there are any games canceled due to COVID 19. And I believe, uh, the Players Association has approved that as well, or it's going to the Players Association for approval. They'll probably approve it. It wouldn't hurt them. Yeah. That. I, it's one of those things where I'd agree with, but the pandemic year, just keep things rolling. And then you still get a playoff check too. So if there's not going to hurt you there. Yep. Uh, let's see. The Browns are getting Nick Chubb back, so he should be coming back off IR, I believe, this week, which is awesome. Yep. That's you know they're 
they like to run the football. I think they they're the most highest percentage of running running offense in the league right now is the Browns. They run the ball a lot and keep the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands so he can't turn it over. <laughs> uh, the Falcons cut Tack McKinley, who was a former first-round pick, and uh, he was claimed by the Bengals. That was just today as well. Yes, it was, and he was claimed by the Bengals today off of... Uh, Jags, Josh Lambeau got hurt, so they're looking for a new kicker. Yeah. Um, do you think they'll get the uh, the guy from Barstool? I think I'm oh, PFT? Yeah, I, don't, PFT. I don't know. I, anytime a kicker gets hurt, he, uh, no, he is no longer on the free agent list for the NFL because the XFL is coming back. Oh, yeah. good for him. And if anybody hasn't checked out their video of him trying out for the Washington, uh, the, the Guardians or something like that, I forget what they're... That was New York was the Guardians. The Defenders, the Washington yeah, Defenders. DC Defenders. Um, yeah, the DC Defenders. He tried out for the DC Defenders to be their kicker, and it's a fantastic video. Definitely recommend it. Um, some non-football-related news or non-NFL-related news. Um, the Astros' ex-GM, who was uh, canned over their uh, cheating scandal, sign-stealing scandal, uh, is now suing the team because of breach of contract, which is interesting. Um, and I think they're. I think both the Astros' GM and uh, um, Alex Cora have come out and said that. It seems like they're kind of like the scapegoats in the whole thing, but I don't know. Everybody's to blame. Everybody's to blame. Nobody You're all wants... shit bags. Yep. The good thing is the Astros owner is going to have those like electrified nipple clamps on him, so that way, like, whenever it, like, so he doesn't commit perjury at court, his lawyers are going to press a button and be like, "Ah, oh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> just it's the a whole trash organization, and I'm really upset that they didn't get to go all the way to the World Series just to watch the Dodgers destroy them and throw baseballs at their heads. Sure. Joe Kelly's revenge. Yep. Um, uh, non-football, the Timberwolves are not looking to trade the number one overall pick. So, Why? You're gonna you're gonna blow it anyways. Yeah. So they're they're my. You're gonna draft some guy. Gonna, no, I bet they were gonna say pick, it's all part uh, of the process. They're gonna pick the ball. The was it Lamelo Ball or whoever the youngest ball brother that's available. They're gonna pick him. He's going to be like a developmental guy, but then you're going to bring the whole ball family circus to Minnesota, a team that already does, has a proven track record of not really dealing very well with players with personalities and attitudes, and now you're going to bring in the ball family. Sounds like a good idea to me, but we'll see what happens there. But yeah, supposedly um, there are some teams that are interested in that number one overall pick, and the Timberwolves are not interested in trading it away. So Just so dumb. What are, you gonna, what are they going to do? You've, you've been doing the same excuse for the last five years anyways. It's all part of the process. You might as well trade trade it away. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely. And, and they're, where they're at right now, trade it away, get some veterans, try and make a semi-decent te- decent, uh, career for Cat and get them at least a couple of playoff games other than a sweep. And I think that's about it that he's experienced since he's been in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, and then the last headline that I grabbed before we started here, Maryland and um, Ohio State have canceled their game this Saturday due to um, COVID-19 spreading along the Maryland team. So college football continues to just go on, but game after game is canceled. I know LSU and Alabama is not going to play. Mississippi State, and I forget who they're playing, are not going to play. So some SEC teams are starting to get hit by it, and it sounds like um, the Alabama-LSU game, which is one always one of the biggest games of the year, 
is not going to be able no. to be rescheduled because LSU already has to reschedule one of their other games. So, way to go. Yeah. Really set up your. I'm just annoyed with the whole thing. They say we're going to start the season and we're going to give enough to like where if teams get COVID, a very highly infectious disease, right? They're going to be able to have wiggle room for it. Well, you get one wiggle room for it. So dumb. Yep. Once again, setting up things for failures and when they don't succeed, get mad. Yep. All right. And that is our headlines. So we'll move on. And we got the return of Casey's power rankings. Uh, power rankings every single week will be a top 10 or a top 5 uh, ever-changing power ranking list of things that are both sports or non-sports related, and all power rankings will be revisited on an as-needed basis. This week, we are revisiting a power rankings. Uh, in week 1, I did my current MVP power rankings. Go back and listen to the week 1 episode if you want to listen to the details of those. But uh, in week 1, uh, number 1, I had Russell Wilson. Number two, Derrick Henry. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number four, Patrick Mahomes. And number five, I had a tie between Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. So now we are, and that was after week, I don't even remember what week of the NFL that was. Week seven? That would have been week seven. Yeah, so that was uh, going into week seven after week six of the NFL. So now we are going into week ten after week nine. And uh, number one still is Russell Wilson. Uh, even though his team got pretty thoroughly stomped on Sunday despite what the final score was. Uh, he is in the driver's seat for the rest of the season in the MVP race. He is currently right now number one in touchdowns, number two in quarterback rating, number four in total yards, and number four in total QBR. So Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks are playing very well. Russell Wilson has been historically good. He's on pace to throw for 57 touchdowns, which would break the record, I believe. Um, and, and I, I don't think he quite gets to the point where he breaks the record, but, um, he's definitely going to, I see him going over 50 and anytime somebody throws over 50 touchdowns in a year, that's looks like an MVP candidate in my book. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at number two, the chiefs are still probably, uh, close to the best team in the NFL. Uh, they're definitely better than they were they look better than they were last year, and uh, Patrick Mahomes has been absolutely amazing. He's number two in total yards and touchdowns. Uh, he's number three in quarterback rating and number two in total QBR. The Chiefs are looking good, and if I were to pick right now, I would probably have them winning the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, number three. The Packers uh, right now have the number three scoring offense behind the Chiefs and the Seahawks. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is obviously a big reason as to why. Uh, right now, he's currently number one in quarterback rating and total QBR. He's number three in touchdowns. I believe he has 24. Patrick Mahomes has 25. And he is number two in the interception to touchdown ratio, which Patrick Mahomes is ahead of him because Patrick Mahomes has one interception where Aaron Rodgers only has, or Aaron Rodgers has two. Uh, so I believe that's pretty close to, so the ch big change there so far in the first three is Patrick Mahomes jumped from number four to number two. He's been playing pretty well these last few games, so I gave him the boost there. Aaron Rodgers kind of stuck around that number three spot. I know there's definitely some people out there who have him kind of a, a little bit higher than that, but um, it just seems there there has been a couple of bad games this year for Aaron Rodgers. At least the Tampa Bay game is the one that I look at that kind of holds him back a little bit for getting any higher as of right now. Number four is a newcomer. I have Delvin Cook. Uh, right now, he is the best running back in the league. 
He's had back-to-back games with over 200 yards from scrimmage. He is currently number one in both touchdowns and rushing yards, and he's also missed two games this season, and he has 852 rushing yards, I believe. Were those back-to-back games Detroit and Green Bay? Yep. Oh, wow, I can't believe um, and solid run-stopping defenses there. Right now, um, even being number one in rushing yards, he has also 38 less rushing attempts than Derrick Henry, who is number two in rushing yards. So breaking off a lot of big runs, and uh, he's, he's pretty good. And number five, I have Josh Allen. Uh, he just came off a huge game against the Seahawks, right, and uh, rightfully so. Like I said, after his grandma passed away, um, he came out and he threw for over 400 yards and had a hell of a game. He's been playing pretty decent. There's been a couple of bad games here these last couple of weeks, but uh, he played. He came back and kind of redeemed himself this last Sunday. Right now, he's currently number three in yards. He's tied for fifth in touchdowns, and he's number eight in quarterback rating and number six in total QBR. And I, I think if the Bills play out the rest of the season at a high rate, uh, Josh Allen definitely has potential to climb up the list pretty quickly. So, Thoughts on my MVP rankings as of week 10, Marcus? Uh, you got Russ and Allen too high, in my opinion. Really? I me, I got Mahomes is number one. Okay. Um. Uh, Russ to me after watching that game right there, I was like, oof, I don't know if you're really MVP caliber because there's only one quarterback right now that's only dropped one game, and that's in your list, and that's Pat Mahomes. So he has the best winning record. Yeah. Rodgers had one bad game against the uh, the Buccaneers. I. It was a kind of a bad game, but that was that's at least a decent defense. I would say he played way worse against Minnesota. It was a windy game, and sure. I just something was not clicking with him in that game. Sure. <clears throat> but I would probably have I'd go Mahomes, Rodgers. I don't know if Cook is still on my list. I once again, like I said, you you scored four hundred yards on two of probably the worst run defenses in the league. So whereas what, Derrick yeah. Henry has not been doing the best, but he's been playing actual teams are going to go to the playoffs sure. and have good run defenses. One of his games he had to play against was the Steelers, the best defense in the league. Yeah. So I, I'm not... For, for me, with the running back thing, as <clears throat> I know, like, pretty much the MVP at this point is basically a quarterback's oh, award, quarterback. but I'm always going to throw a running back on my list. I think I'll always have a running back in there somewhere. So I'd swap out Allen for Murray. I think Murray's think so. playing his, his ass off right now. He's been, he's been playing really good. And he but hasn't for been me stuttering, the, whereas you've seen yeah. that with Allen's had lows, whereas Murray hasn't really had those lows, and Murray's got sure great legs to run on. He has been playing pretty good lately, and I, I know that he's been playing really good lately because I have him on uh, my fantasy football team. Oh, but um, the, the numbers and the record are... You know, I, I think Allen is just a little bit better when overall, at least right now. We'll see. It definitely has a chance to jump back into the list. We will revisit this at least one more time before the end of the season. We'll see what happens when he turns the ball over three times against Miami. We'll yeah, see if we'll you're see. still high on him. Yeah, then. we'll see. That that definitely would uh, be a red flag for me. Uh, so that is my MVP power rankings. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new power rankings. And now we will bring in Evan for our football picks for week 10.
All right, and we have Evan on now. We're going to make our weekly picks. As always, we are joined by our good friend Evan, who knows not a whole lot about football or many other organized sports, but he is joining us to make that football pick. Evan, you are two and two on the season. Last last week, you I'm, went one and one, which is interesting because I think me and uh, and you are each two and two also. Does that mean I've won two and lost two? Yes. yes. Sweet. How does that how's that make you feel, Evan? What so last week you had the San Francisco 49ers beating the Green Bay Packers, as did I. Well, I don't wanna and I don't wanna, uh, I don't wanna excite anybody. Uh but I do feel like, you know, if you were to bet on a team I picked, you got a fifty percent chance of winning, and that's pretty good odds. You know what, the man's got a point. <laughs> that checks out. Checks out with me. All right, Evan. So this week we have a fantastic AFC South matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Colts, if it helps you, the Colts mascot is a horse, and the Titans mascot uh-huh. is a dude that is jacked and wears blue paint and calls himself the Titan. Is it like a, is it a mascot like a dude that calls himself the Titan, or is it supposed to be a Titan? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> we'll investigate further and get back to you on that. They used to be known okay, as the okay. Oilers, if that helps you out. Yes. Okay. Oh, and they were based oil. in Houston. 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 Okay. Um. Well, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to run fast with the ball in football. Yes. So yes. horses are fast. So I'll go Colts. Oh. Evan's going Colts. Right. Uh, Marcus, who you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Tatans on this one. Hit them with my. Now that I've broken the Thursday night curse, mm-hmm. I'm going with the Titans on this one. Titans. I also am gonna go with the Titans. Evan, Ooh. would you like oh, to pick a, a second you guys game? Are lose next week. <laughs> would you like to pick a second game, Evan? Sure. Would you like to pick the Dolphins Chargers game? No, I was going to throw. <laughs> sure. I was no, no. throw another He's, handful at him. He is undefeated as <laughs> with the Dolphins picks. We can't ruin this. We can't ruin my season. Do you want him to pick the Miami game then, or do you not want him to pick the Miami? Game? <laughs> I'll let you decide. We'll wait. I was going to throw if... a tank bowl at him. All right, throw a tank bowl at him. What do we got? Uh, the Washington Football Team against the Detroit Lions. Oof, that is a tank bowl. Evan, we got the Washington. Detroit Lions. Yeah, going, yeah. going going with the football team over the Lions. That's their specialty. Their name is the football team. That's true. Yeah, they are called the football. I feel like Lions might like get a few of them, but the rest of them are going to play football better than Lions. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. True. All right. So Evan, we got Indianapolis on Thursday night and the Washington football team uh, around noon on Sunday. I'm sure you're very excited to sit down and watch these games now that you have some picks on the line. Yeah, I'll be doing that. I'll be <laughs> turning my television on for that. And now, in all honesty, Evan, if you had to pick the San Diego Char- or the sorry Los Angeles Chargers versus the Miami Dolphins, who would you take? I just don't know if the Dolphins can do two in a row for me just because I pick them, so I'm going to have to go with 
the got other team. No. The uh, Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. Right. Okay, Chargers. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> All right. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope you're we'll, wrong. We'll, we'll find out next week. Uh, by the way, I'm in mine and Marcus's picks. Marcus is currently winning three to nothing because uh, he's beaten me by, or he's gotten ten picks correct all three of the weeks since we started uh, the podcast. And I'm also three and zero is the Dolphins. And he's three and zero. Evan, Evan could have wrote on that train, but he didn't want to. Guess we'll, we'll we'll have to see. So Evan, we'll get you back on here next week again and uh, see where you're at as far as record goes. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely will not be waiting until next week to find out if these teams won or lost. The Colts and the football team. Yeah, I'll already know for sure. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thanks, Evan. All right, bye, guys. So, like, you know how you have, like, you have your official team name and then, like, your nickname or your mascot name. So right. you have Detroit as a city. Sure. And then you have the Lions as their mascot name. Right. So, would they be the Washingtons? No, they're, they're the, they are the football team. They are just the, the football team. <laughs> it took us over a hundred years. They are the. the I, I want them to start doing it like a like like a the Ohio State the thing. Ohio State they University. Are the Washington football team, as in they are the football team from Washington. Like the team. The Ohio State. We are the only team in, in D.C. that plays football, other than the Defenders. Other than the Defenders. <laughs> but they're gone. Right. All right, so moving on to the rest of our Week 9. Or sorry, not Week 9. That was last week. Week, week 10. 10. i got to scroll down there. Week 10 picks. Uh, so you heard our Thursday night picks. Both me and Marcus have Tennessee going against Indianapolis, where our good friend Evan has Indianapolis going. Uh, and here's a little interesting fact. Uh, there's a, th- I think, 2.5 spread in that game. Sure. And the Titans have the advantage on it. And the Titans are 2-5 and five with this, when they have favored in the spread. So he's not wrong. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find out. Uh, Houston versus Cleveland. I'm gonna go Cleveland in this game. Go Cleveland. They got Chubb back. They're gonna unleash the Chubby. I am going with the upset here, and I'm picking Houston. Hmm. Uh, the Washington Football Team versus Detroit. Our good friend Evan picked Washington here. I also picked Washington here. Our boy Alex Smith. He is my boy, but I'm torn because. The Lions, I think, are the better team in this game. But the Lions have also let me down. Like, I think every single time I've picked them to win, they've made me regret it. So I guess I have... You know, I'm going to go with Washington on this one. I'm gonna be... All right. So we'll go all three for Washington. Yeah, Washington Come on, Alex Smith. Three. Happy uh, ending. Green Bay against Jacksonville. Oh, Green Bay, hands down. Rodgers are going to tear that defense up. Lutton yeah. might have a pretty decent game, and uh, Robinson's probably going to do really good. But Yeah, I have a Green Bay going as well. Uh, How close do you think that game's going to be? Um, Probably 14-point different. Like, nah, I don't know. You never take a 10-point spread, though. I'd yeah. say about 10 points is fair, though. Two, pos- say- two possessions. Yeah. Yeah, two possessions. That sounds, that sounds pretty fair. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles against the New York Football Giants. I have the New York Football Giants going. Ooh. 
the first team in this division to have a streak? Um, God, what am I trying to think? I'm gonna. I think the last time they met, the Eagles won this one, right? Yep, that, that was, was uh, oh that was my the god, that was the Evan Jones. Ingram. <laughs> you know what? No, to hell with you, Giant. I'm gonna pick the Eagles on this one. All right. To hell with that. You let me down on that one. All uh, I need to do is make that catch. Tampa Bay against Carolina. I guess it's a bounce back game for Tampa. I got to pick them in this one. Carolina, I think McCaffrey's going to be, he might be shelved. So, yeah. I also have Tampa Bay going here. Uh, Denver Broncos against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I have Denver going here. Ooh, I'm going to take the Raiders on this one. But that's a good pick because the Broncos aren't bad and the Raiders have been known to play down to their competition. Yep. And, and that's a, um, it's an AFC West game. Those guys always play tough against each other. True. No matter what. Um, the LA Chargers against the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. I also Pants have the Dolphins down. here. There you go. Uh, Evan. Tua has versus the Herbert. It is he, Tua versus That Herbert. was not an official pick. I asked him if you had to choose between the two. We're not counting that against his record. We'll count it if he wins. We'll give him that. But if the Dolphins lose, I'm going to hold it against him. Exactly. Because he cursed us. Yes. I'm not feeling good with that. I'm a little worried. That's like I was happy about this game, and then I heard Evan pick the Chargers, and I was like, you fucker, you're going to curse us. Heartbroken. Uh, Buffalo against Arizona. I have Buffalo going. I got the cards. I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. They played a great game against Miami. Yep. And I think uh, Russell is a better quarterback than Murray right now. Yes. But I think... Offensive weapons-wise, I think the Cardinals bring a bit more to the table, and they have a bit better defense. Yep. And then, uh, speaking of Russell Wilson, we have the Seattle Seahawks against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, it's a Seahawks bounce-back game. I agree. Goff, I don't think, can put up enough points to yeah. keep up with that. Yeah, it, it becomes basically a shootout, and I think a shootout basically in, in this day and age, a shootout favors the Seahawks yeah. 10 to 1, pretty much. Um, the San Francisco 49ers against the New Orleans Saints. Give me the Saints. I think the Niners are still going to be beat up. So I believe so as well. Niners just, like, they. it's upsetting because they had a yeah. really good team. I was expecting yeah. them to potentially go back to the Super Bowl, but. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 kind of. I think the lack of the off season pretty really hurt the team. They didn't have the time to, and they obviously had a shorter off season. The, the Chiefs had a short off season too, but um, they've been pretty lucky as far as injuries go. Where the Niners just have been very unlucky with that, and uh, it it happens. Um, and I do feel bad for them. Like I said, I'm not reading too much into the San Francisco loss last week because they basically threw a JV squad out there against the Packers, who. We're looking for a come, uh, bounce back win after losing to uh, Minnesota the Sunday before. So uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. So we got an AFC North battle here, and this is a game that always is played pretty tough, no matter what. Who do you got? I have Pittsburgh going. Yeah, but um, I I hovered on Cincinnati here for a little bit, just because those those AFC North battles are very similar to those AFC West battles. They're always fought pretty tooth and nail. Um, besides, you know, when Cleveland was being Cleveland. But right now, um, especially Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, they always just are very physical game at each other's throats. 
So I am going Pittsburgh, but uh, it should yeah. be a pretty good game. I'm going with Pittsburgh as well. Uh, I don't. I have heard rumors say about Joe Mixon might not be in the game. So, uh, yeah, that'll hurt him definitely. <clears throat> so that'll hurt you a lot. And that Pittsburgh defense is going to be pretty smothering for Joey B. I think. Once again, I, I'm fully against Joe Burrow. I think Tua is going to be proved to be the greatest rookie out of this class. Uh, Sunday night game, Baltimore against New England. <laughs> hoping this was going to be a better matchup. I'm going to have the Ravens on this one. <clears throat> I also have the Ravens here. I think that uh, they're just a better team overall. And if New England's defense sucks right now, um, if Stephon Gilmore plays, the odds tip, the, the scale balances a little bit more, but I, I don't think he's going to play, at least in this at this point. Why would you play him? Stephon can't cover Murray um, running it. Or not, right. Or Lamar Jackson running it. Right. So I'm I'm going Baltimore as well. Um, and then the Monday night game, last game of the week, uh, the Minnesota Vikings against the Chicago Bears. I have Minnesota here. Oof. This is a, if the Bears didn't have a positive record, this would be another potential tank bowl. I'm a, the Vikings are hot right now, but they're playing in Chicago. This is I'm tough because whenever, like I've said, the Vikings always do it where they look good and then they shit the bed against a division rival. Right. Well, why is it the AFC or the NFC North always seems to play all of their divisional games in like in a row? Yeah, it's, it's just real kinda, crazy. It's just how the schedule they'll, they'll, they'll play a bunch of games against each other and then they won't see each other until the, the very the last game of the season. Yeah, which I always think is like really weird. Where a lot of them are a bit more spread out, it feels. Yeah, but uh, I'll go with the Bears on this one. I'm going to regret this decision because the Bears will let me down quite a bit. Yeah, sure. I'm going many uh. Minnesota, uh, just because it, it, I'm basically betting on that chance that they're getting into that streak, that hot streak to knock off a few wins and uh, put themselves into at least into playoff contention for those last couple games of the season. So that way they think, can throw that option to choke it away at the end of the season. But I remember a few years back, as I used to work with a guy named Ben, and he would always record. Monday night games, and then we would go to his place and drink beer and watch it. Sure, um, that was when we were working overnights, and that was he was getting really hyped up because that was when the Vikings were five and zero to start the year, mm-hmm. and then uh, he recorded that game and they just got crushed. I believe it was by the Bears again. So I'm thinking that might happen. Lightning might strike twice on that one. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so there's our picks. We got quite a few differences this week, so there's definitely going to be uh, some interesting. An interesting outcome uh, next week. Um, we're hoping that Evan is wrong in his Miami pick, uh, and then we're hoping not an we're official he's pick. Right, right. We're hoping I he's said if right he had to pick one, he didn't have to pick. Right. It was just what he was thinking. He right. deep down, if a gun was to his head, he would have picked the Dolphins. He would have known. True. He would have heard me. All right. So that is our football picks for Week Ten. Uh, definitely tune in next week. We'll usually we cover the uh, last week's games at the start of the episode, and then we'll do our picks sometimes towards the middle for week 11. So definitely stop back by and listen on for those. Uh, but moving towards the end of the episode here, we'll end it with the debate question of the week. And Marcus, what's our debate question of the week? Uh, one that's very near and dear to me. Almost happened to me last year. The My love of Miami was fading a bit when I saw us trade away Tunzel and... Uh, Make a Fitzpatrick early on. Uh, 
crazy conspiracy theory Marcus thought Stephen Ross was trying to tank the team and make them so bad that the fans would get mad and then he would just move them. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. But uh, So the question is, when and is it okay for you to abandon one of your sports franchises as a fan? I say yes. It is okay uh, for you to abandon. I think so. Like, uh, let's, right, let's first let's set some ground rules on it first. Um, obviously, if your team moves, gives sure. you full rights to say, "All right, we're done." Right. Like if you're, say, I'm just trying to think of some crazy thing. Say they move the Brewers because that's actually a Wisconsin team. They because they originally they were from Seattle, right? Bumped them over to Milwaukee. Say they yep. moved Milwaukee up to Montreal. Sure. You would stop being a Brewers fan. Yes. All right, and I'm saying that's perfectly fine. That's one of the yeah. No, that's that, like that's the acceptable. Def- that's definitely something like you know, like St. Louis fans definitely aren't Rams fans anymore, and um, Minnesota fans. Oh, I can tell they you, they don't, don't like they're not fans of the Stars. They are still not. Battle Hawks fans. That is still they are there. Still Battle Hawks. Go Battle Hawks. Go We're Battle, Battle Hawks here as well. We are until they put a Miami team in the XFL. If they do next year, it's true when they started, but. Um, I think yes here. Uh, I have the, the one of the reasons that I think so. It it depends on what kind of a fan you are. Um, oh yeah, that's a so yeah, that's if, a, if you're a, if you're just a, a fan of a team, like say like college wise, college is that obviously a little bit different than pros. But college, I live in Wisconsin. I'm a, I'm a fan of the Badgers. I'm just a fan of the Badgers. I, I, I'm not. A that's fan a college of though. I'm players. talking like. Right, um, sports fran- like actual franchises, right. so professional not- sports franchises. I think it depends on if you are, if you are just born and raised. I grew up in Wisconsin. I'm a Packer, Brewer, Bucks fan, and those are those are my teams, no matter what. Where for me, um, I, it's kind of different for all three teams. Uh, I grew up Wisconsin, watching the Packers. Those were the games that were on TV. Family were Packer fans. I'm pretty much a Packer fan for life, no matter what. It's gonna really suck. And I'm gonna be really mad when Aaron Rodgers leaves in free agency in a couple of years, or they cut him. But uh, uh, I will probably still be a Packer fan. What would you do? Through. Last year of his contract, they trade him to Minnesota Vikings. It, it's gonna be very heartbreaking, and I'm, gonna be, be a, a I'm gonna be a fan of chest. him. It's, and then he goes and he wins the Super Bowl to, with that team. It's gonna be similar to when Favre left. Um, I was still a fan of Favre when he went to the Jets. When he went to Minnesota, I was still a fan of him. Liked seeing him succeed, but I was still a Packer fan in my heart as well. Um, so that that's um, for the Brewers. Uh, <clears throat> I actually wasn't a Brewers fan starting growing up. Um, I was actually a Twins fan because they had my favorite player of all time, Tory Hunter. Had a boy, yeah. And uh, once, and it was literally I told my dad, who grew up down by Milwaukee, and, nine thousand um, Golden Gloves, loved, loved the Brewers. And I told him, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a Twins fan until Torrey Hunter is no longer a twin. So uh-huh. the day that Torrey Hunter left or got, I think he left in free agency. Or I don't God, remember if he got it. traded or left in free agency. Um, he they, t- they drafted him right after the championship year, didn't they? I have no idea. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that. I, I was well, pretty young. Because they put um, him in the lineup, I think, a little bit after Puckett. I think that was before Puckett's eyes went to shit. Yeah. So it was a little after. It was... Uh, right at the day that he uh, was no longer a Minnesota Twin is the day that I became a Brewers fan, and I'm just I'm not a fan of specific players on that team. I'm just a fan of the team. Um, but then when it comes to basketball, I would not say that I'm a Bucks fan. I am You're a, a fan Giannis of, fan. No, I'm a fan of players in general. 
Um, I actually, I, I'm, I like that the Bucks have somewhat figured it out, but as far as basketball goes, I'm more of a fan of specific players than I am specific teams. Um, I like LeBron. I like um, Russell Westbrook. Been a fan of his. Um, I like the uh, new uh, Luka Doncic out of uh, uh, Dallas. He's a pretty good player, and uh, so I'm more of a fan of specific players than I am teams. So I think it depends on if you're a fan of the team itself, undying loyalty type of deal, or if you are a fan of specific players. Like if you're a Chiefs fan because they have Patrick Mahomes, well, Patrick Mahomes, you know, whatever sky falls on top of him or something like that. He's no longer the quarterback for the Chiefs. Are you still a Chiefs fan? Or were you a fan of Patrick Mahomes? Or, you know, blockbuster trade of the century. They trade him you, to another team. For, you can say it, Casey. Bandwagoners. Yeah, it, bandwagoners, bandwagoners. But there's, I think there's there's a difference with bandwagoners. or um, Bandwagoners, I think, are that third category where they're just like, okay, well, here's a team that's looking good. Oh, all right, I'll grab a... I'll buy a Chiefs hat. I'll buy a Chiefs jersey. I'll buy a Patriots hat, a Patriots jersey, or something like that. I think that's a little bit different. Um, I do think it is okay to abandon one of your teams if they do something that you don't agree with, or that you wholeheartedly don't agree with, and you maybe you like came out and said, if they do this, I'm done. If they hire this coach that I really, really don't like, can't stand him, I'm done. If they bring in this player... I can't absolutely, absolutely can't stand this player. I can't watch my team with this player, and I'm going to be done while this player is on that team. Um, I think an example would be maybe some people with Antonio Brown. Bucks brought him in. If they, you know, if there was somebody who said if they brought if they bring in Antonio Brown, I'm out of here. I can't, you know, that's a not a, not somebody who I want to associate myself with whatsoever or something and then like just that. Just south and root for Miami. Right? Yeah. Then you just okay. Well, I'm going to be a Jacksonville fan or I'm going to be a Miami fan until Antonio Brown's no longer part of my organization or you know you bring in a coach um that Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan and he's going to be the next head coach of insert team here somebody doesn't like Jim Harbaugh at all I'm not going to my team brings him in I'm not going to root for my team I can't root for Jim Harbaugh you know something like that I think that I think that that's okay at least in my book I know you probably have a different opinion on on it than I do with that, but I think it is okay to abandon one of your sports franchises. And I know, and there, it, like you said last year, you were going to potentially leave Miami because was, they were tanking, and it I seemed like there was so no torn. reason about it. I was so torn with it because I don't mind tanking so much because there's just times where you need to say we just got to blow it up and redo the franchise. Sure, but I was leery because Stephen Ross has been that owner that has come out and demanded a new stadium and when the city first said no he's like i can just move the team and i was like that's when i first get larry with it i'm like when you start threatening to move my team is when like the dale gribble inside me starts coming out and i start thinking conspiracy theories right so that whole year i thought he was just trying to tank so he could get viewership down and then demand a new stadium and they say no you guys sucked we're not gonna pay for a new stadium when you suck and then say well that's fine then i'll just move the team to st louis i really thought he was gonna do that yeah so i'm a little bit happy he didn't um, and now we have a team that's on the up and up. I'm real happy with that. I still supported the Dolphins during that whole year. Don't get me wrong saying that I was done with them. I still support them. Yep. Because I was there for Miami during 1-15, so nobody has the right to call me out. Right. I was there for 1-15, the 4-12s, and 12s, the 7-9s. and nines. I was there with Cleo Lemon. I was there with all of them. I was I stuck with this team after we said, Drew Brees, 
Okay, he's too injury prone. We gotta get Dante Culpepper in say, here. Dante Culpepper, fresh off the Bengals. So, I'm a bit more hard pressed on it because the teams that I I've loved throughout my life, um, football has always been the Dolphins. Basketball, I like the Hornets. They moved them to New Orleans, and I fell off. And I I started rooting for the Heat with Shaq and um, Dwayne Wade, and I kind of liked that. And LeBron came on. Everybody jumped on with that, and yeah. I kind of didn't want to be associated with that because I was a little worried. Because like I still have some of my old Hornets stuff. I love the Hornets. Mm-hmm. I was like I loved Muggsy Bogues as a kid. I thought it was cool that this fucking guy that's basically a midget is out here mm-hmm. destroying people on the basketball court. It was great to watch, especially during the height of basketball in the '90s. Yeah, Jordan, Stockton, Malone, Magic toward the end of his career. It was just great to just watch him. Reggie yeah. Miller over in Indiana, and so they brought the Hornets back to Charlotte. So I'm still a fan there. As long with the Heat too, I still like I'm, I still like both teams. But if they played, I'd still root for the Hornets above the Heat. Uh, with my boy Bismack Biombo from the Congo, but for me, it I don't know. I feel some people use that. Well, they got this coach excuse to swap, just because you know, like they're gonna play bad. There's so many people that give up on their teams because they just have a string of shit luck. So that's why I have all the respect for Browns fans, sure. Lions fans, Finns fans. Jags fans have been, you know, in hell for years. Mm-hmm. The Bungles. But of course, the Bungles are still going to be trash for a long time to come because they don't have an indoor practice facility. So, I don't... It just, for me, it, it... It needs to be... I feel to not root for your team anymore, they have to move yeah. the organization or they have to do... Like, say with Washington, with the whole name change, would you feel like if you were a Redskins fan... And they swapped the name over to the Washington football team. Would and would you think it'd be justified? They said, you know what, I'm done with this. If you're gonna erase my team's history, um, not to saying that changing the name is right or wrong. That's we don't argue politics on this show. But just saying is they've changed the team name. No, I don't think that that would be something that would really uh, that would really get so, my changing the name wouldn't do it. What no, about now with all the allegations with Dan Snyder? That is something that would do it for me. So changing your team name, that doesn't matter. But right. changing the politics. Well, it's not. Or because okay. something political on your team, I, then I, that's where you got to. I, I, I wouldn't. I would definitely argue that the allegations and stuff like that with the front office and with Dan Schneider, I think that that's a little bit different than politics because there's definitely some pretty unruly and not okay behavior going on there. So how but how upset um, would you be if they changed the name from the Green Bay Packers to something like the Green Bay Tigers? Would that upset you? Probably not, really. I think the Packers oh. is kind of a dumb name in the first place. Oh, dear, that's historic, though. That's history. That's a historical name. I don't know. I, I've, I've always liked like teams that have like an actually cool mascot name. Like, I hate that. That's generic. It's like, dumb. The, like I actually really like the Titans as a mascot name. Um, the Bengals is actually really cool because instead of just being the Tigers, they're like, no, 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 we're not. Oh, we're, we're specifically a type of Tiger. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Um, you know, the, some I, type of I don't know, raptor, like a, you know, raptor is a bird of prey. Uh, so like a falcon, yeah, an eagle. Yeah. Why don't you guys be the golden eagles? Because that's you're like the eagles, except better. Yeah, I don't know that. I think that I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think the name the name change wouldn't do it for me. But some a scandal. A scandal is one of the other things that I would was going to bring up. Is if there's some sort of scandal, if it was just like allegations of it and kind of like you know whatever it went away, then. That that's a little bit different, but if it's something that comes to light and then 
it ends up ringing true and it ends up really affecting the organization as a whole. I mean, Washington's been a mess for years, so I don't see this really affecting them the culture that much. It's actually really damn well. But uh um, up in that guy's face. Yeah. But uh like if it was a, a a different allegation like say the um so the Clippers instance where they forced the owner to sell the team for making some racist remarks. Sterling? Sterling, yeah. yeah. They forced him to sell the team. So if say there's remarks like that that come out and then the league doesn't force that owner to sell the team. I don't think I could be a fan of that team anymore. I feel that's justifiable for you to leave. But I also feel if they change the team name, they change your team's history, then it gives you all the right reasons to jump off. Uh, I don't know. I, mascot is just the mascot for me. I mean, all, all like, it. you know, there's... Let's see the the. It's not. It's not the fact that they're just changing a mascot. They they don't care about furries, and we're not trying to bring in that crowd. For me, it's you're changing my team's history, okay. and that's what a lot of people feel about. Okay. Something that I grew up with, grew up around. If they changed, if they called them the Miami Sharks, I I would probably be done with it after that. Because okay. you're changing our history. That was the fans yeah. in the day voted that in. They wanted them to be the Dolphins. Sure. It was the same with the Seattle Seahawks. They voted it in that we wanted to be called the Seahawks. Right. Do you think the Seattle Nation would get behind the Seahawks as much if they changed the name to, like, I'm just trying to think, uh, just generic, like, college football team name? Sure. Like, no, whatever, I, you know how there's, yeah, I was going to say, know, the, 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 like, saying. the Tigers, because, like, every yeah, other team is named be, the Tigers. Right. If it, if they're going to do something, like, super generic, then that would be irritating. But if they win or if they turn around and be like, hey, like, if they said, hey, we have to change the team name because, hey, you know what? When it first came out, it was socially acceptable but now it's not we got it we got we're going to change the team name like with the washington football team that one i don't think is if it's just hey we're changing the team name just to rebrand then i can see being kind of irritated on that you know but if the for some reason down the road it turns out that the packers team name is actually something very offensive and they need to you know get with the times or something like that which i mean packers is not at What's oh, come on, you know the jokes. Of, yeah, you know the jokes. Right, there's, there's plenty of jokes in there, but not there's nothing that is really like going to make it super offensive or anything like that that's going to happen. So I guess it's hard for me to imagine it happening in the first place, but I don't think that unless it, if it's only being done for a reason like as far as marketing goes and to appeal to a new crowd, then I would be pretty irritated and um, you know, be like, "Okay, well then I'm done with this." But if it was being done for a good reason, I'm fine with it. They should. I'm not attached to specific mascots. I liked, um, I said they should have done, in like when Parks and Rec, they'd be like, all right, we're not the Redskins anymore. We are now the Drunken Savages. Right. <laughs> and just just go worse with it, just, see, just to see people get angry. I yeah. want them to, we've talked about it before, I want them to be called the Sentinels. Because yeah. I want them to put Keanu Reeves yeah. in, a, in a Shane Falco jersey. Come out and do commercials for him. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. You would I, win over. You'd win over everyone. I do. I do think that, like, we're not European soccer leagues where you just insert, insert city here football club. Like, I think they do need to get some sort of mascot. I think the football team is kind of fun, especially especially if they start doing the Ohio State thing, <sighs> the Washington football team. I'll get behind yeah, them on that here's one. The thing, but the Buckeyes still have a mascot. Right, it yeah, might be a nut, but they still have a mascot. They're still they're a fucking tree, <laughs> but still, 
I thought you were referring to him as a testicle because that's even no. more funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Buckeyes and nine. Yeah, I know. But uh, uh, for me, it, it it has to take an awful lot to kind of say that I'm done with the team. Yeah. There's Because I don't like Fairweather fans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, a team just not doing well for a stretch of time. I, I actually, I like bandwagoners a, more than I like Fairweather yeah. fans. A team that's not doing well for a stretch of time, and that that's not a reason to not be a fan of the team. Because bandwagoners now admit it, like if they, oh, I just like Pat Mahomes, so they'll just buy a Pat Mahomes jersey. Right. Whereas Fairweather fans will be like, they got like, they'll be the person that, you know, owns some stuff, but it never comes out of the closet, and mm-hmm. they always badmouth and be like, all they ever do is just let me fucking down. Oh, another year, another disappointment. And the second they go on a winning streak and they make it to the playoffs, it all comes out. Right. They got the war paint on. They got all the goofy stuff. They're talking trash on the people in the fuck in the uh, department that they work with. You know, say if the Vikings went on a hot tear and went through and the say I don't know Aaron Rodgers blows out another collarbone, then everybody in the, would be like coming into a factory, and be like, "Oh, the fuck, Packers suck now." You're like, "They only got the one quarterback." It's I've seen it a million times. I, I saw it every place I've ever worked at. They always do that. They're just such bandwagon Fairweather fans. There is a lot of Fairweather Packer fans. I will. Oh, like, I will like admit there's that a, one. anywhere you go. Like we just see the worst of it because we're we're in Wisconsin. We're, we're in between two, um, two markets. We get we see the Fairweather Vikings fans and we see the Fairweather Packers fans. So yeah. we get we get to we get like double exposure. To and we it. get those weird Bears fans that come. And up we here. get the weird Bears fans. What are like, you doing? What are you doing? What are you Nate doing? Nate Stanley. Here? He's a Bear fan. I know he is. He's eventually gonna take over for the Vikings. It's true. Once they realize you gotta dump primetime Kurt, put on Nate Stanley. Front of Nate the, show. the Great. Come on the, come on the podcast. Sometime. Please come on. That'd be great. That would be awesome. I would love to have a beer with that man. Yeah, definitely. He seems dope. All right, so I got nothing else, Marcus. I think that is a that's a wrap. I'd say it's good. It's nice. It's good to get different opinions on how you feel when it's okay yeah. to jump, jump no, ship. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So say um, say they move Green Bay. Sure. Okay, we'll just go with this. They move Green Bay to I don't know either Oklahoma or Montreal or over to London. Say they just some um, the 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 impossible happens and they move the team. It'll never happen. Right. Because it's. I think that's I call it like one of the mortal lock teams. Mm-hmm. You never Dallas is never going to move, Green Bay is never going to move, right? And then probably San Francisco and a couple others will probably not move. Seattle almost moved in the early '90s, but Paul Allen bottom saved the franchise. Yeah. But say if the impossible happens, Green Bay moves. Who are you rooting for? Buffalo Bills. Really? Yep. You're going to join the Bills Mafia? Absolutely. I, like, lo- I love the small market teams. Every I time really I do. come to your house now, and <laughs> you're going to be wearing a blue and red and diving I, off your garage, smashing you're gonna tables. Be, you're going to be greeted from me jumping off like <sighs> my second level onto a table, and that table will most like Some weeks it'll be on fire, some weeks it won't be. That'll be the mystery of the week. Is, oh, is he going to have the table on fire is this it, week? That's that how, that's would how, be... Is he going to snap his neck this time? <laughs> that would make the show a lot more interesting because we'd be rivals in it and we'd just be That's basically true. talking trash on Josh Allen versus well, I, Tua. If for some reason I ever do, uh, if I'm ever no longer a Packer fan, whatever team I do become a fan of, I'm going to embrace them and I'm going to talk about the good old days <laughs> as if I was there for the good old days. As, as I would so expect. So I'm, I'm going to fully embrace it if it does happen. I wouldn't mind it so much if, like, say... I don't know. Say the Jets moved. It probably it'll probably never happen. But say the Jets moved to Montreal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a bunch of them just became over like Frank the Tank became Dolphins fans. 
like New Yorkers that became Dolphins fans and they were talking about like 72 and whatnot, I'd probably still accept him with arms wide open. I just want more Dolphins fans. We're we're yeah. we're thinning out. We've died out over the last twenty years. But I don't know. I'd probably I'd probably like toss my name out there and be like, "Hey, I'm a free agent fan. Who if wants you, me? Who wants me? You sign me. You get you get me, and I'm gonna hype up your team. I'm gonna talk about them constantly. I'm gonna be mad at them, but I'm gonna be happy with them. If they win or lose, it's gonna that's gonna dictate my mood for the rest of that Sunday. Like, I yeah. I, I will I will be all in for whichever team. Uh, does win my allegiance uh, if my uh, free agency ever comes. Ah, genius. If Miami got dropped, they moved them. If Washington became the Sentinels and did my, my theory of the Shane Falco theory. Sure. And the Dolphins move, shout of a doubt, I'd probably jump over there. Then I would just be known sure. as Washington Williams as opposed to Miami Marcus. Sure. Um, other than that, I can't really... I'm trying to think of any teams with M. I'm not going to be Minnesota Marcus. I'm not... I'm not... <laughs> I'm not jumping on the Vikings franchise. That's that's just a garbage fire. Uh, you could go Tennessee and just be Memphis, Marcus. Oh. Although I think are they they're based in Nashville. I think yeah, aren't they? Nashville, but that still be, be Memphis, Marcus. Um, I did like the Lions for a hot minute. I I loved Adamikin Sue. I always oh, liked yeah. him, especially once he started. Because I always liked him when he came in because he was just a straight asshole and he was like stepping on players and being dirty. And I was like, that's what I like in the NFL. I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be cookie cutter, so I did like Detroit for a hot minute. Um, then they got rid of Sue. Moving to Miami, I was happy with that. Adam Gase wasted that opportunity. Uh, so I gotta—I can't even think. Maybe the Raiders out of Vegas. Yeah. I don't know about that though. That's sour. T- I've for the games I've gone to for the Golden Knights. Um, they're not too big on sold on the Raiders being there. There's a lot of Golden Knights fans that do not like the Raiders. There's a lot of bought versus built. Mm-hmm. in there and that's probably because the golden knights have had an opportunity to go to two stanley cup finals in three years and they've made the playoff every single year so they're a little spoiled we are a little spoiled we as a golden knights nation golden knights. but that's okay have we announced that we're a golden knights podcast i think yeah first episode we did yeah and if you got a problem with that you can kiss my ass yeah that's right we've been we've been with the golden with, knights since day one day one since day one we've been here we've been through thick and we have been through thick <laughs> Still waiting on the thin, but I will still be with this <laughs> yeah, team during the thin. Still will be. I, I jumped ship because I was like, all right, cool. You know, expansion franchise, they're going to suck for, you know, probably five, six years and then eventually get good. And I can say, you know, yeah, hey, I've been here with them a... since that and first year and go to Stanley Cup. And I was like, man, everyone's going to call me a bandwagon. Right I now. know. I remember so when they announced that they were doing the franchise, I, I never really even though I grew up in Western Wisconsin, never really got into hockey that much because I couldn't root for a Minnesota team. We're not a hockey state. Um, We didn't really have – I never just had access to the wild games even when I was growing up to watch them. Um, But then – Also, they didn't have a hockey team for the first couple years, I imagine. You were young. Yeah, so – And then eventually um, the wild moved in. So – and then when I got into college, then I – you know, met a bunch of people who were super into hockey, a lot of people from Minnesota and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, you know, I, I'll check it out. And a couple people I worked with were interested in it too. So I, I kind of, it started to kind of grow on me. And then after meeting Marcus and then he was like, hey, I'm going to be a fan of the Golden Knights once they come on board. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it too. Why not? I need, I need a team and I can't be a Minnesota team. So yeah, so I jumped on the Golden Knights with Marcus and now we've been there day one. Day one. Ne- never looked back. No regrets. No regrets at all. All right, I think that's a wrap for the week. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back next week.